It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's that wonderful time known as Thursday, and you definitely know what time it is. It is time, (laughs) like I couldn't say time enough already, for the Curvy Metalhead Show, where, of course, I bring you alternative sounds and multicultural opinions. So on today's program, no guests, of course, but hey, we're still going to have fun. I got some new music, of course, from Sierra, Monster Jaws. Also, I have a really interesting... Um, kind of EDM mix called From Late Night Alumni. And I have a new segment called Please Be Kind and Rewind because I think one thing that's been irritating me lately as we get into, of course, Riot Talk, letting you know what's been going on with me and the show and among other things. Um, it's just been that people are not always paying attention to nostalgia and the importance of those people who created the foundation of all the genres that we know and love today. So Please Be Kind Rewind is not only going to be music, but I'll talk about things, not only uh, things that I love from back in the day, of course, but just to have that appreciation, because I think a lot of times we're so fake, like so fixated on modernism, and mainly, you know, people say we live in a postmodernistic society, um, but that's not always the case. So I think it's really important to pay homage to that. And finally, I was super pumped. I actually got my Xbox 360 controller to work with my new laptop that I actually got. And I downloaded a couple of MMORPGs that I've been playing recently. I downloaded Sword Online, which is a very popular one. I'm huge into the anime shell, like the anime like cell shading style, which is just fantastic. So I've been playing a little bit of that, and that's been totally, that's like a button mash or a good beat-em-up. And then I also uh, just started um to play Dungeon Fighter online that has had over like 400 million uh players. So that has it's just been a blast doing that and I have to give also a special shout out to Content Boulevard for taking the time out of their day to contact me and I'm just so grateful to them. You know, so what Contact Bo- or Contact Content, pardon me, Boulevard is is it helps YouTubers 
um, to really get in touch with brands that they would not necessarily get in touch with. And I am just so grateful to them and so many wonderful brands that you've seen on the show recently um, that I've had a chance to review their to review their products. And another thing that I'm working on as well is doing giveaways. I'm actually in the process of getting a uh, P.O. box. Um, so I can start doing those things as well, because I really appreciate from the people who follow me on Pinterest, of course, Pinterest.com slash Curvy Metal, to the people who talk with me daily on Twitter, Twitter.com, of course, slash Curvy Metal, to all the people on Facebook, you know, um, my Facebook fan page, of course, is Facebook.com. And as I've said repeatedly, right, uh, Curvy Metal, um, I've just been so grateful to you, to Content Boulevard and all these people who have taken the chance on me and to understand who I am and what I do. Like I mentioned in the previous episode of the program, you know, I'm not here to make things, you know, stereotypical. That's never been the type of person that I am. I'm always that person that pushes the envelope and I don't really care if that pisses people off or not. I think that true innovators are not people that, you know, go with the intent of irritating people or pissing people off, as many people would say, when you give an opposite opinion. Innovators are people that are always striving to give an alternative voice of opinion. And I think that's so important that we have people across the board, regardless of age, we have to listen to the youth culture because, you know, they're getting screwed right now. You know, they're getting all these mixed messages because of all the racial oppression that's been sitting in this little tea kettle has finally exploded. And now, you know, we're dealing with the the ramifications of historical repression that should have been taken care of generations ago. But, you know, with every generation, there is going to be some type of cultural repression. And I think it's just important that we all as people just come together and share our opinions. Because you know what? That's what reduces racism. That's what reduces sexism. Heck, that's what reduces ageism. Because I think sometimes on the flip side of that argument, sometimes the younger people may not necessarily listen to the older generation and some of the struggles that they have gone through to make sure that we're even able to have shows like this today. So done with that rant, right? But I am so proud of Sierra. For those of you who are not familiar, of course, of what's going on in the world of R&B or as <laughs> Sierra would be labeled as crunk R&B, but she's more than that. I just think that, you know, she came out at a time when there was Beyonce and Pink and, you know, all these contemporaries of the early 2000s kind of got screwed when it came to the quality of their music. And as you know, Sierra has released her debut, oh, pardon me, not debut, <laughs> crazy tired I am today, right? But Sierra has released her latest album, which is called Jackie. And I think this is such a, just a great album. It's very mature, even for her, because of course, you know, she does all these poppy songs, you know, like You Got Me Good and goodies and stuff like that. But I just think as you get older, you can still be who you are. But I think it's also good to have that retrospective of a maturity and sound. And that's what Jackie does. I mean, across the board, this is a very solid album. And coming up next week on Monday, I'm actually going to be doing a review on the album at 
youtube.com slash user slash Quita, so you can check out that review. Here is the newest single off of this song. This is featuring Pitbull and Missy Elliott, which I never thought would ever be on the same record. And this is what's called That's How I'm Feeling. Paula, you a fool for this one. You did that, girl!
Of course, that was late night alumni with this, this, this. This is the Panic Bomber remix. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that tune. It was pretty decent, I will say. So I was like, I have to play it today. I have to play it today. Malaysian Queer, once again, welcome back to the show. And of course, I got some new, I have just new segments for you here today. I'm just so, like, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Okay, so it's called Question of the Day. I'm going to pose a question. I want to hear people call in because, you know, people are full of opinions here. So um, I'm really interested. I love what happened last week with the gentleman who was a singer-songwriter, and he sang some weird song with the piano. He was no Alicia Keys. I'll give him that. But <laughs> question of the day is how do you feel about female gamers? Because coming later on in the program, I'm going to be talking about female gamers and the challenges that we have because unfortunately there are women out there they call themselves female gamers and they have to show their boobies on Twitch and show you know all this stuff just to you know get um their fans to be interested and I think once again if you're a female gamer you should be focused on the gameplay and your experiences and not your physical attributes like Tara Babcock for example yes I said it it's true. You see her, you can tell she's about, you know, the visual appeal. Can she game? Yeah. But I think people focus more on her because she's just a pretty girl. But hey, that's just me. That's just me. Let's get into part one of our alternative beatdown, where I just give you what's the tea going on in the world of alternative culture. So I wanted to really give a special shout out to my girl, Allegra. Lorando, who is known as the virtual fashion stylist for plus-size women. She is so in full of empowerment and breaking down barriers. I apologize, girl, if I said your name wrong. <laughs> um, but I love her. She was so nice. I, I've, I just couldn't believe that she reached out to me on Twitter today, and she just took that time to just really try to like get to know me and watch my videos and everything. So I really appreciate it. And she is one of my favorite plus size YouTubers out there. And there are so many, okay? And we all know Cece Olicia and I'm fashionably late and the list could go on and on. But she is definitely one of my favorites because she always makes sure to include with every video that she does some message of empowerment because for big girls and big guys out there too, okay, it's not easy for us. We get made fun of all the time. We get criticized. We're not clowns, you know, and she just is so fabulous. I love what she does. So you can check her out at youtube.com slash user slash fastanista and then L-E-I-G-H-A. So it's like Alega, Alega. I'll have to ask her how to say it, right? <laughs> But, yeah, she's great. I really enjoy her. And, of course, you know me and my obsession with Asian men. So we have Oh Snaps, It's Justin. And he does pranks, vlogs. He does short films. And he also likes the big girls. So I'll give him props for that. You can check him out on YouTube.com slash user slash Oh Snaps, It's Justin. Uh, Judge with like J-U-Z-D-I-N. Um, yeah, he is absolutely fantabulous. So make sure 
you check him out as well. Want to spend a little bit time with this site that, for some reason, the YouTube community has an issue with it, like some folks do. It's called GuruGossiper.com. Now, this site is known for its trash of guru section, but I wanted to kind of flip the script Instead of focusing on, you know, everybody just kind of focuses on this trash or guru section, the negativity of some people's opinions. And here's the funny thing. There is there is positive advice and positive things that you can get from gurugossiper.com, okay? First thing that I learned is what not to do. Your audience, if you're smart enough as a YouTuber or as a radio personality or as someone who works in media, period, is that you... Listen to the actual people that are giving you constructive criticism, and that is what Guru Gossiper does to a certain extent. This is just my opinion. So what I did was I just went on the site. I, you know, scrolled through. I looked at the Trash Guru section. I looked, and there are a couple commonality of things that people did not like that beauty gurus, or quote, I put it in quotes, beauty gurus do. The first thing is the actual makeup application. If you are someone that is not to the level of a makeup, you know, artist, MUA, or if you're someone who is not into FX stuff and you suck at it, don't do it. That's just the that's just the gist of what I found is that you have to come with the skills that you're good at and then over time you refine and you build and you improve and you do things in a unique way. That's what people like. People don't like to come on YouTube just to see someone do the same I mean, do you know how many smoky eyeshadow tutorials are on YouTube right now? It's atrocious. There's like 50 million of them, it feels like. And that was the first thing. So just make unique, original content. And the other thing I have to do is if you're going to um, do something that's inspired by another YouTuber, just mention their name. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do that. Just mention their name. And just give them that, you know, give them that credit because you know what it does? In returns, it helps to build the community. And thus, that's how people start to get to know your work. I'll give a, a, a clear, clear example of this. Coming up next week on the 14th, we have my fellow YouTuber, Nikki Murphy, is going to be on the show. She is a great beauty, like, now I can't I don't even want to label her a guru because she's not like that. She's very non-stereotypical. She's a wonderful lady. She knows her makeup and she will give you the tea if something sucks and if something rocks, you know? And that was that's how I got to know her was I was commenting on her videos. I enjoy what she does. And then she like responded and then I replied back. And then that's how you build community is through that response. You know, and and that's the thing I just want to tell these, you know, holier than thou gurus, some of them out there who think that they're better than the rest of the YouTube community because they have 5 million subscribers, you know, good for you. That's fantastic. But at the end of the day, your audience made you who you are. And it's important to acknowledge that. And also, if you want YouTube to have some sort of longevity you have to reach out to other YouTubers and you communicate and talk. We need to let this drama go, okay? I mean, for me, when I first started, I hated a lot of beauty gurus. I didn't really care for them. But that's one thing I learned from Guru Gossiper is that people tend to like people that are just organic and they're not trashy. 
because you won't end up in the trash or guru section, to me personally, unless you're being trashy. You know what I mean? That's, that's the honest truth. And then the final thing that I found from gurugossiper.com is that suggestions, people will tell you on this site, like, I'll give an example um, of this, like Gigi Gorgeous, for example. I love her. She's great. But I noticed that in the trash guru section, many people are mentioning her makeup application. Now, here's the thing. You can put on your makeup any way that you want. Makeup is something that's unique to the individual. However, I did notice that, like, her eyelashes, for example, were very spidery. And when you have very spidery-type lashes, it changes the overall, like, eye shape. It just it can make you look weird. You got to make sure that when you buy lashes – that the lashes, your lash extensions actually fit your eye shape and it fits the type of lashes you have, okay? There's a difference between trying to, you know, elongate your lashes, having a natural look versus doing like the special effects FX stuff. It's a little bit different. So I feel instead of these gurus, you know, complaining about guru gossiper, I took that, I, I went through that site and now I have made my channel and have made this program a lot better due to this site. So please make sure you take a look at it. It's guru, G-R-U-R, gossiper, G-O-S-S-I-P-R.com. Props to these people for being honest and being straightforward because we really do need that. Now, one thing that's important here at the Kirby Melhead Show is the importance of nostalgia and giving back to those people who really helped to make the genres that we know and we love today. And here is a band that is to me so iconic. I love them. I all their songs ha- are just fantastic. And who I'm talking about is the Police. Of course, everybody knows Sting from the Police. But before Sting became Sting, the Police was the group that everyone really, you know, familiarized themselves with. And here is a very unique remix that I found of every step you take. Here is the Deep Chills remix here on the Curvy Metalhead Show.
Ultraviolet, 
thinking too much of sci-fi movies. That was Ultra Violence by Lana Del Rey. And then earlier you heard, of course, The Police, Every Step You Take. Um, definitely shout outs to Deep Chills. Um, that is such a great remix of that song. So check them out at soundcloud.com slash deep hyphen chills. Let's get back into the alternative beatdown. Patatula. Now I sound like one of those extreme Japanese announcers. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But I did hint in the show notes. Of course, if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash curvy metal, you can listen to the archive of this program. Just in case, you know, I understand I work too, and I know many of you are working and maybe listening to Blog Talk Radio during your busy work day. But I just wanted to give a couple of places that you can listen to free music because there's one thing in particular that's kind of frustrating when it comes to rock, when it comes to metal and other genres in between that I listen to is that it's sometimes it's really hard to find a straightforward source to get music to listen to. And here are just a couple of my recommendations. First place you should check out is fashionably-early.com. This is a site that is very trend forward. So before things even become popular, this site has the mixtapes you can download, you can listen to, and it's just a really well put together site. And I'm not even kidding you, this site started in 2011 by two 16-year-old kids who wanted to share their love of music. Um, They do focus primarily on hip-hop and R&B, but from time to time you will see releases that are from the pop, electronic, and some other genres too. And then they have news and music, well, news with new music and all that good stuff. So check them out, fashionly early.com really good site another place that i just found actually is called this song is sick.com and this is a site that really focuses a lot on edm because let me tell you for some reason since last year edm for those of you who are not familiar with the acronym stands for electronic dance music and dubstep and all that is very popular so this site was started by a gentleman named Nick Guantinero. I think it's Guantero, Guantero or Gantaro. Yeah, Gantaro. Um Gantarino. There we go. Nick Gantarino <laughs> remix um and he started this site as a place for people to find out about discovering new music that he found. So this site primarily focuses on electronic music, hip hop, indie and alternative music and it actually has picked up a pretty decent following in over 110 different countries every single month so i definitely will keep this site on my radar because it's definitely a really cool site if you're looking for that type of music because sometimes you get tired of just listening to top 40 you know and some people are not in the top 40 me top 40 can be a mixed bag just like how country music can be sometimes it's either you really really like it or you really really don't and shout outs to reba mcintyre for coming back with a vengeance oh my gosh her new release is on fire right now it's fantastic if you haven't had a chance please go listen to it. It is good country music at its finest. Now let's get into the world of metal, shall we? So if you're looking for a place that you want to know more about what's going on in the DC metal scene, because 
DC, hey, Washington, D.C. is a really cool place for metal venues. There is DCHeavyMetal.com. And it's it's just great because it just gives you, you know, D.C. and the surrounding area and all these little, you know, quirky type shows and also shows that you should consider about bands that really rock in D.C. So once again, it's called DCHeavyMetal.com. And I think one area that's really been pissing me off lately and I've really been neglecting and that's why I'm pissed is women in the metal scene. I don't know why, but most of the time when I see bands that have a female um, lead or vocalist or even a performer or does it all, uh, for some reason they don't have social media. So to the women out there, I don't care if you're an all-female band or if there's only one lady in the band, have social media. You bands want to get your music out there. You want us as DJs to play your stuff. Please put it, make it available for download, make it available for people to actually listen to it and play it, make it available to the masses so that DJs and other people, that's how music really started to become more popular, in particular heavy metal and rock, was due to the DJs, like people don't give props to DJs anymore, and and it's because of that lack of, you know, everybody's just kind of releasing their own stuff. But sometimes DJs still play that important role. And, hey, nothing wrong with independency. I'm all for it. But I think a lot of times, especially in rock and metal, these up-and-coming bands will complain sometimes, be like, oh, why isn't our music getting out there? You have a SoundCloud, make it available for download. Just saying. Just saying. So here's a documentary called Soaring Highs and Brutal Lows, and I can't wait till this comes out. It's all about the voices of women in metal, and the trailer has got me drooling. Please check out womeninmetaldoc.com. I don't know when this is coming out. I hope this comes out. And if they have any kind of, like, Go Me Fund or whatever that comes out, please, like, focus on supporting that. Um, So what's really cool, I got an actual follow-up. This is exclusive. They've shot four more interviews and one follow-up interview. And then what they're going to start doing is they're going to start releasing snippets of those interviews. So that is going to be awesome. And the premiere of the film will actually be shown part as the Femi, which is the female metal event in the Netherlands. So that's going to be really cool. I really hope that they include women from all genres besides symphonic metal because that's just really irritating when people think that women in metal, like all we're comprised of is just symphonic or being pretty. Like it's just, I piss on that. It's horrible. Another site you should check out too is metalladies.com. And it's great because it helped me to actually get in touch with some of these bands. And they feature all female bands or bands that have a female artist in it, which I think is, it's great. And there's also a really cool radio show too about women in metal. I forgot the name of it now, but I probably will look it up for the next program. Another place too and of course, you know me, I support all diversity across the board, is blackrockcoalition.org. This is a nonprofit site that really focuses on the importance of people of color and rock. I can't stress it enough. Like, our voices are so suppressed in this industry, just like what the conversation I had with Lena Dawes not too long ago um, is, yeah, is, is very suppressed and that, you know, there is a market and like 
African-Americans as an example, we've always liked rock. We've always liked metal. We're we're partially responsible for a lot of that influence. So I like to thank, in particular, you know, the Beatles. I also like to thank the Rolling Stones for including people of color um, in their lineup, as well as Sting and many other artists within the genre have included the importance of the African-American voice. Um, but yeah, they've been around since 1985, and their website is blackrockcoalition.org. Great place if you are looking for artists of color that you may not have been aware about. And love, love Melissa Vox. She is fantabulous. Okay. Now, anime, right? What's going on in this geek world? Because I mentioned before, the question of the day is how do you feel about female gamers? You can call in at area code 713-955-0571 because lately women in gaming has been, like, let me backtrack a little bit. Let's just say that feminism has been protest at an all-time high. Like, people are not liking feminists. And for me, I consider myself a feminist because true feminists believe in social equality, okay? It's not this, you know, all-female feminism. That's such a joke to me. Feminism is really about the equality between genres and making sure that men as well as women are aware of the suffrages of disadvantaged groups, okay? But in particular, yes, feminism does focus on women's issues, but it's not the only part of it. There is a heavy part of women's issues, but men also correlate into that because, let's be honest here, a perfect example of this is men in the beauty industry. Um, They're not always considered part of the beauty industry. It's like you have to be gay, apparently, you know, to be part of, uh, as a man, to be part of the industry. And even if you are, there's still discrimination that's dealt with that. I mean, look at what happened to Manny MUA and Patrick Starr at IMATS. I mean, that was absolutely atrocious that IMATS was kicking out YouTubers for, quote, create, you know, creating a scene. And it's like, really? Last time I checked, IMATS would not be IMATS without the incorporation and inclusion of YouTube people, or whether you want to call them personality gurus, whatever. But I just really want these beauty companies to realize that, and they do, they're not stupid. They realize that there is a huge influence that is to be made with YouTubers, because guess what? YouTubers are real people. Okay, it's not people who are trying to, yeah, there are YouTubers who do put on personas. Yeah, let's be honest here. There are some. But at the same time, there are a lot of YouTubers who are just like me. I believe in makeup for the, you know, for unisex, for men as well as for women. Um, And I also believe in the inclusion of men that are outside of, you know, the LGBT community. I think that's important as well, because as someone who is a, who is an ally to the community and an advocate, um, I just think it's important because for me, first and foremost, I am an advocate of social equality for everybody. Because for me to say that one group is better than the other is just atrocious because we're all disadvantaged in some shape or form. Let's be honest here. Um, but yeah, I just think all that was ridiculous at IMATS. Like, like really, like that makes me not want to go to IMATS either because I'm endorsing IMATS. And I think that YouTubers don't get taken seriously because there's always this stereotype in the beauty community that in order to be part of the beauty community, you have to be an MUA, you have to be a makeup artist. 
But what people are not realizing, and I think some of the, you know, the ignorant people in the beauty community are jealous of, is the fact that there are people in their homes doing bomb makeup that they spend all this money going to beauty school. But here's the thing, just as a side, you know, as a tip, just a side tip, um, beauty skills are based on repetition. It's based on doing internship type work. You can go to beauty school. That's great. That gives you, you know, of course, that's very important, the licenses and everything like that. But at the end of the day, doesn't matter how much school you go through, you still need to have real world application. I see this a lot, especially at the graduate school level. It just, it gets to me and makes me laugh too, that there are people that I interact with or my colleagues that I interact with that they don't get social economic issues. And I think to be an educator, as a side tangent here, you need to understand social economic struggles of all different ethnic groups and experiences and orientations. Like, serious. I, I think I'm going to do a show on that next time, honestly. But let's get into this world of anime, shall we? So I found some places that you can actually check out free anime. How awesome is that, okay? So here's a list of places you can watch anime in 2014. I'm not going to list all of them because that would be ridiculous, but I'm just going to highlight a couple. Crunchyroll is one that I've mentioned on the show before, and it's pretty much worldwide. I mean, with region locking for anime in most countries. So if you live, of course, in the U.S., you will get all the titles, but here's the other thing that I recommend. I I mean, you can have a free account, and that's great, but you really can't fully utilize the site better with the premium account because that also includes free manga that you can actually view online as well as you get higher HD quality video. And let me tell you, it makes a difference to watch I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying in 1080p. I'm sorry, or 1080i for some of you who have older TVs, or 720p. We're not going to hate. We all have to watch TV in some shape or form, but it's great. And it's it's a multi-platform website. You can watch it online through your computer. You can watch it on Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Vita. You can watch it if you're an iOS user like myself, being the Mac head that I am. Um, you can watch it as well on Android for all you Android freaks out there as well. Windows Phone, Chromecast, Roku has it. You can actually download it in the channel store, which is awesome. And you can also watch it on Anime Planet as well. And they do have a trial, which is pretty cool. But for $5.99 a month, seriously, it's not that bad. It's not bad at all. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Another place you should check out too is Hulu. Um, Hulu's been around for a while and they do have anime titles. My only gripe with them is their anime titles are limited to mainly like mainstream titles. That's the only thing like Naruto, Pokemon, stuff like that. And you can also watch it through your computer, Wii, Wii U, 360, I mean, multi-platform across the board. You know, if you have an iPad, too, Hulu looks great on that, um, or any tablet for that matter. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And another place, too, you can watch anime, too, is checking out on YouTube, okay? I mean, YouTube, they have a lot of different um, anime shows you can watch on YouTube for free. And, of course, as you know, YouTube is multi-platform, so... I don't have to go into that, but here's a place that I want to kind of moan, groan, and complain about a little bit is Netflix. 
Now, everyone talks about, oh, yeah, Netflix is such a great place to watch anime. That's for the anime noobs, okay? If you really want to watch anime, true anime people, like people who, and you don't have to be otaku too, okay? Because that's another thing that annoys me about the anime community is apparently you have to be like a super otaku and you have to be super obsessed as well. No, you don't. You can be a normal person and like anime, just a FYI. You don't have to act crazy or put on personas and just be yourself and enjoy the show. That's just me. That's just me. I enjoy anime culture, but that doesn't mean that I have to scare people by showing them Yahweh, okay? Because <laughs> Yahweh is ridiculous. And I tell you, okay? Um, my friend made me watch, um, I forgot the, like, Mirage of Blaze. That was absolutely crazy, but that's another conversation right there. Uh, but yeah, Netflix is irritating to me because Everyone says, oh, yeah, there's a lot of anime on there. I got a one free, you know, one month subscription, the one or one free month, pardon me, of Netflix. And I mean, some of the titles they have, you know, the hack sign on there, Black Butler, you know, Digimon, you know, Eden on the or Eden of the East, you know, shows like that. OK, great. Chobits. Yeah, that's a good show. I'm not going to knock that. But it's limited, you know, it's really, 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 really limited blood plus, you know, and and to that degree. So, I mean, yeah, it's multi-platform. You can watch it also on Kindle Fire as well. However, the titles are limited. It's not like Crunchyroll where as soon as it's airing in Japan, boom, you get it. It's right there. They have a lot of titles that are not popular. And for me, I tend to be one of those people who in the anime community that I really like um, indie shows or shows I've never heard of. And I got to give a shout out to to uh, one of my fellow minions on YouTube who recommended I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying. That is the funniest thing I've ever watched. I needed a diaper. I was pissing everywhere on my futon because I was just laughing um, so hard. But yeah, Netflix doesn't have it all. I don't think the subscription is really worth it. Even in regards to documentaries, too. For that point, you might as well watch snagfilms.com, which is free, and it's a lot better. Netflix is a joke, but that's just me. This is me. So here are 22 things that are most frustrating about being a plus-size shopper. This is coming from HuffingtonPost.com. Okay, I, I have to say, number one, the size, not seeing the same cut styles available in larger sizes as they're found in smaller sizes. I don't know what it is about the press size fashion industry. Well, some of them, and I'm mainly talking about some of the mainstream ones, is they just assume, well, we'll just make our clothes for a tall plus size woman. And one market that is heavily neglected, and they just started to work on this market, is what's called the junior plus size market or the petite plus size market and petite now also referring to the size or like having a smaller waist or being more hourglass shape but being a lot shorter is harder in the plus size community because they assume like every time you look like look you check out plus model mag you check out scorch magazine i rarely see women in those magazines that are shorter than like five seven or under and for some reason if you're shorter like an exception of this would be eva from america's next top model um for some reason if you're a shorter model they don't really care you know there's a niche market you're more better for like magazine or pictorial as they call it um or commercial 
uh, commercial fashion versus runway. Like, if you're runway, they need someone taller, which is ridiculous. And that's why I like Marco Marco, because he breaks all the rules. I mean, he had drag queens in his show um, last year, which was great. Um, he also had, like, people that are shorter, taller, all different sizes. Um, I also like um, Jean Gaultier. Um fantastic he had plus size women in his shows he includes everybody i just i love him for that love 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 uh but yeah it is really annoying i'm not gonna go through all of these but i'm just gonna highlight a couple of them um yeah definitely a lack of cute fitness wear i swear it's like when you're fat you have to look you know weird in your fitness clothes you just have to wear a big oversized shirt that's like four sizes big too big for you and these ugly like Craig Teal Nielsen like coach pants like <laughs> oh that's such a good throwback but honestly that's just how I feel I mean what it's like the only way to be attractive in America is by being like super super skinny now don't get me wrong there is a difference between being naturally skinny okay because my sister she just is naturally smaller versus being like you can see collarbone and blow away with the wind current you know um and that's the same thing the same rules apply for plus size women I think that there are women that are curvaceous but there are some that are very full figured and I think that there should be fashion wear like Nike all these companies instead of just endorsing you know these girls who look like they're from sports illustrated swimsuit issue that they should include all types of women I think you know, and, and I think across the board, people are attracted to all different types of sizes and all different types of people. So come on, reality check. And then my other last, well, one more here. We have, I don't want to look pregnant. Not everything has to be empire wasted. Absolutely. Everything is high waist, high waist, you know, and nothing wrong with the empire waist. I mean, especially with dresses. Yeah, it, it helps to push the boobs up. You know, it helps to even with guys, too. You know, if they wear, um, especially for big guys, you want something to hide because whether you're male or female, you can get a muffin top. OK, remember Chris Farley and the, you know, van down by the river sketch. That's how a lot of BHMs, a.k.a. Big Handsome Man or big handsome male look like they seriously look with the muffin top is disgusting you know so having a higher waist or at least having a fitted waist above a little bit above the muffin top really makes a difference and that's when I learned from my friend is that it helps you to slim down a lot but it just makes you look a lot better but let's get back into the music here before we wrap up part two of the alternative beatdown as well as food for thought so I have an artist here that I have always enjoyed, and they're hailing from South Korea. Shout outs to the South Koreans, man, for just making a wonderful, just contemporary culture, not only in K-pop, but in, I love Korean beauty products. I'm so obsessed with Korean beauty products. Like, it seems like every two weeks I'm buying something, and it's so funny because my dad will be like, what did you buy again? And I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to keep this face as tight as possible because as soon as I get ugly, then I might as well become a nun. Here's to NE1 with I Am The Best here on the Curvy Metalhead Show. Ta 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 
And of course, that was a tale of two words, back-to-back awesomeness, yeah. That was, of course, Arrow and then Atom of Apathy. So, let's get back into it. Let's wrap this thing up, shall we, Ogar? No, such. I am not country in any shape or form, and if I was, please slap me. But this is coming from techtimes.com. Women gamers suffer from stereotypes based on avatar attractiveness. It's bad enough that women are often forced to live up to stereotypes of perceived beauty in the real world, and it also happens in virtual worlds. According to a new study, researchers at Penn State examined the perceived attractiveness of avatars and found that female gamers operating unattractive or male avatars receive far less attention and help from other players than those operating attractive avatars. They also received less attention overall than male gamers, regardless of the gender or attractiveness of the avatars operated by men. And I thought this was a really interesting quote from T. Franklin Wadwell, who is a doctoral candidate in mass communications. It doesn't matter if you have an ugly avatar or not, if you're a man, you're still you still receive about the same amount of help. So, I can personally relate to this issue on the deepest level because I've noticed that as I have gotten back into gaming, um most men, not all, but a good chunk of them will not even give me the time of day at all. I don't care if it's Elsor, Dungeon Fighter Online, there is always this preconceived notion that in order to be a female gamer, apparently, you have to be male. And it's really sad to me that for some reason we haven't gotten over this cliff yet. But this ties into the article that I'm about to talk about next. This is coming from GameRant.com. Dear female streamers, are scantily clad girl gamers manipulating viewers? Twitch as the most popular video game streaming website has its own set of celebrities, both famous and infamous. Though it has rules about what you can and can't be shown on its streams, rules that were formed in response to complaints from viewers that some some of its most infamous streamers or infamous streamers, pardon me, are known for showing a little skin to get more viewers or in insight arguments. Some other streamers take umbrage with that. And according to them, these scantily clad girl gamers are stealing their viewers and making the community look bad, encouraging the people who watch the streams to demand the same of other female streamers and polling viewers that might otherwise be watching other streams. So the article kind of goes on, and there's a, a very interesting video that's done by Sky Williams because Sky Williams is a very popular streamer on League of Legends on Twitch. So he did this video called um, Dear Female Streamers, which is really, it's a great video that kind of talks about um, just the fact that there are real female gamers out there, but they're not being acknowledged because of these, I like to call them fake gamers, okay? I'm not saying that you can't be, you know, attractive in your own shape or form, but what I'm getting at is this, like, 
whatever happened to just focusing on the quality of your game instead of focusing on how you look like? Now, it's a very cynical argument because looks, let's be honest here, the more attractive you are, the more views you get on YouTube, as an example of this. The more attractive you are in life to a certain, certain situations, the easier your life becomes, okay? Like, for me, I consider myself a unique beauty, okay? I'm not Cindy Crawford, and I'm certainly not, you know, Giselle or, you know, Sofira Vergara or any of these women that these, you know, these some of these stereotypical men put on a pedestal. But when I get to my food for uh, my food for thought, I'll talk a little bit more in detail about that. But yeah, I do agree. These female gamers, if I can't even call them that because if you're showing that much, you know, cleavage, you know, because guys, let's be honest, the heterosexual guys out there who know they could never get a girlfriend do go on Twitch to see these ladies. Let's be honest here. Okay. Um, but it, it just kind of bothers me that women, there are just some women out there who go to that measure in order to get attention to their channel. You know how you get attention by being a awesome gamer and whooping butt at games that guys the stereotypical and i'm not saying here that all guys are into these things okay let's be honest here i'm talking from a heterosexual perspective okay we're not even going to get into the lgbt conversation about gaming because that's a whole nother can of worms that will probably be a separate episode in the future and maybe i might get someone who specializes in that to talk a little bit more about it because uh, i like being academic and collegial on this program you know what i mean so, honestly, it is annoying. I mean, I've been on Twitch. I see these girls, you know. And the other part of the argument, too, I don't like is the fact that some of these guys, the one and the ones I'm talking about are the ones that are really far, far, far misogynistic, okay? I mean, they're misogynistic to the point where women should stay at home and be, you know, homemakers. Like, those type of guys, those real extremists. Um, when it comes, when it comes to women in gaming, this is how I personally feel. Number one, women should be taken on the same accords in places like esports, and there should be more professional female gamers playing on these teams, unisex style, not only all female teams, because I'm going to be honest, sometimes depending on what women and, you know, you got different personalities, sometimes the all female teams don't last because of the drama. You know, there has to be one alpha female gamer as an example of this. But I think in general, when I look at female gamers, there is that part of the argument. I do see that. But then on the other side, I see a lot of girls who don't want to be harassed because they're women. I mean, you we've seen it here on MMO games like L Sword and World of Warcraft and stuff like that, which still has a very large female um there are women who play, but let's be honest here, there is still to kind of retract what I just said, there's still a very large male audience when it comes to technology and when it comes to the gaming industry. I deal with this personally. And it's very frustrating because they think because you're a woman, you have nothing at all to contribute to the conversation. You have no intelligence whatsoever when it comes to gaming and that you should just be a cosplayer and be a pretty face. And that's all you're good for. Um, but overall, women need to stop doing this because it's just 
it, it's really poisoning the actual female gamers that are actually gaming. And then we have to kind of eventually just get to the point where gamers are gamers. I understand the term female gamer. Yeah, you know, they're trying to do the whole gender, you know, inclusivity or like gender like separation thing to show differences because there are differences in gender as well. But when it comes to gaming, I think of it from more of an androgynous standpoint because there are guys who play female characters. There are women who play male characters. There are um, many times when I see people game, men and women are playing on the same team, you know, and sometimes it get com- it gets competitive. Sometimes it doesn't. But I just get really irritated with these girls that come on and, let's be honest, be really slutty, and it's just not contributing to women like me who are actually getting back into gaming. And, you know, it it irritates me more when I go to gaming stores and then they assume I just want to play Cooking Mama, when in reality, maybe I want to play Yakuza, maybe I want to play Halo or Destiny or other games, heck, Shin Tsungami Tensei Nocturne. You know, or games like that, you know, I I just don't like it that there are women out there that are doing these stereotypes, but that's all, you know, multi-layered conversation there. I may, I'll definitely, well, I may get back to it in another episode, or I may have on a female gamer, because I think it's one thing for me to sit here behind this mic and give my opinion, but I always like doing it on the program is giving other opinions. That That's just so important to me. So let's wrap this up. Get a couple more songs in, and let's do food for thought. Now, I picked female gamers as the main topic today um, for a reason, and talking about plus-size culture as well for a reason, and that is these are two things that affect me on a daily basis, is that, you know, I constantly am dealing with this pressure of, you know, you got to be skinny, you got to be skinny, you got to look this way. If you don't look this way, no guy will date you, nobody will love you, that kind of thing. And then on the other side, I have this geekery side of me, and people think it's weird for me to watch anime, or they think it's weird um, for me to like video games and play games like Yakuza on PS2 is hashtag amazing. Um, But at the same time, I kind of just came to a conclusion from my friend, um, who I mentioned earlier, Alega, um, about loving yourself and having empowerment. There's nothing more empowering to me to see women take on things that have been stereotypically labeled by, you know, for men and men only. And I love when women bust balls. And busting balls to me is defying everything that people have said about you and doing the complete opposite and being successful at it across the board. We've seen this with women in metal. There's Orianti who, look, she toured with Michael Jackson. She's an amazing guitarist, and she has done things that the guy, I mean, she can play sometimes better than some of these guys out here, and I'm talking about the misogynistic ones that brag about how, you know, crazy they are. But I want to also mention to not forget as well, that there are many men out here who support women in gaming and they support women in general to do amazing things. And these are the kind of guys that are fathers to daughters who are really helping them and pushing them to get into areas like engineering, to get into areas like computer science, where women are really still heavily lacking and we need to get some type of social equality. And I'm not only talking about wages here, okay? I'm talking overall about having a presence there. Because guess what? These same quote-unquote, I like to say, very, very, very far-right 
feminists talk about, you know, and the very far left feminists as well talk about how, you know, there's not enough women in gaming. There's Anita Sarkeesian who created a series about that, about female uh, stereotypes and tropes and things like that. The problem, that's where really the core of the issue um, comes from is that there's a lack of women so instead of complaining about the lack of women, how about we include women and include men and include women of color and men of color and other groups that have been disadvantaged throughout the geek community, whether you're a gamer, whether you are, you know, you watch anime or you do anything, you play tabletop games, whatever it may be, it's the inclusion that counts. Okay, that's the bottom line. If you don't include, don't complain. That's really what it boils down to. Here's my homeboy here, ASAP Rocky with Miss. Of course, check me out at Curvy Metal for my Facebook, facebook.com slash Curvy Metal. My main page for the Curvy Metal Head Show web TV program, which is at youtube.com slash user slash Belasian Quita. You also want to make sure check out my Pinterest where I show my beautiful looks and stuff and I be looking good, son. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> which is at Pinterest.com slash Curvy Metal. And do not forget my Twitter because those birds are tweeting and flying every day, which is at Twitter.com slash Curvy Metal Head Show. Coming up on the 14th, like I mentioned, we got Nikki Murphy amazing beauty youtuber up and coming love this girl gotta give shout outs to beauty and the vlog for just a fabulous show about beauty so enough of me talking let's get down to the rap business because it's thursday remember to stay classy don't be trashy here's asap rocky with Miz. what's this i see niggas trying to act like g's got asap got Bergy with me it's a new day no black eyed peas that's that, that, that shit. shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that shit. You ain't got no flock. Motherfucker better blast that shit. Niggas drip close to the Clico. Uh, Bitches sniff for all the kilos. Uh, block on make sales to the Pleco. Sheet note, went to ATL for my C-note. Uh, Remember, I ain't never had no home. Yeah. Now I got a penthouse and a beach on. Woo. Back when I was rocking leaves. No I was chopping up at least like three phones. <laughs> Me and Yance made a plan. Then I paid myself and I gave myself a pen. Way before I became myself, I like to thank myself because I made myself the man. It's like lately I ain't myself, I'd rather hang myself before I play myself. I tell her though on a dress with the pinstripes, uh, know the one that fit the booty or skin tight, that's right. Uh, yeah, you that shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, move that shit. Frontin' like you did it for the fellas, get all the bitches jealous when you do that shit. But my neck is gold, the rest is bro, sexy hoes, best of both, girls are girls, perpetual, sipping slow, text though, comma, I'm about decimals. I'm surprised that we made it. Young niggas know the sky's the limit. All I ever wanna do is chill and get shaded. Chill and get faded. Shit, I'm surprised that we made it. Nowadays, stress overrated. All I ever wanna do is chill and get shaded. I wanna see you take it all up. And she just wanna make it harder. And we just end up taking longer. Talk about M's, nigga. 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 Talk about M's, nigga.
like lately all I ever seem to think about is M's, niggas talking about M's. See the same thing all up in my bank account, M's, niggas talking about M's. And my YouTube account see the same amount, M's, niggas talking about M's. Man, it go in, go ham like M's, like I do him, tell him worry about them. But I don't even trip though, bruh, bruh, yeah, I'm really with the shit though. My, mind, I get hypnotized when the hits go by, those hits, those eyes. Do that shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, do that shit, uh. Do it like you got a point to prove to any chick, any dudes that you that bitch. I want to see you take it all up. And she just want to make it all up. And we just gonna take it long enough. Getting impressive with them diamonds, throw them diamonds. Talking about M's. Talking about M's, nigga. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.